listeners. Welcome to the Snowy's Camping Show. You're here again with Ben and Lauren. How are you going, Lauren? Awesome. Good. I always say awesome. To? Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Not much, just chilling, getting ready for winter. Yeah. I think in the last episode you used the word dude three times, so we'll yeah. see how we go this time. Sorry. Right. It's a little bit more serious. Well, not serious, but a little bit more boring. technical this time. Yeah, Sorry, well, you I said say boring. boring, yeah. I quite like it, though. Yeah, because you've written a blog post about this. Well, yeah, I did. I mean, I researched and put stuff together, and it keeps yeah. getting modified. But it is based on a, a common question you get, and you, you've worked in customer service, yep. and this question about my or people say my tent's leaking, mm-hmm. there's water inside my tent. And usually the first thing we ask them about is – Condensation, yeah, isn't it? Because Absolutely. quite often, I, I, don't, I don't know if I'd say nine times out of ten, but would be more than fifty percent of the time. Absolutely. Yeah, it would be. It's probably actually condensation rather than a tent leaking. Mm-hmm. So that's what today's episode is about: condensation. And mm. we're not scientists, but there is some physics behind how that kind of occurs, yeah, um, and ways you can mitigate it. So, what is condensation? And you said you want me to. Lead most of this. Lead most of this because you're, it's you're like, yeah. You're I mean, it's topic, yeah. It's it's not. It's just not one that really grabs my attention. And sometimes okay. I'm a little bit like, oh, shiny. You know what I mean? And this yep. isn't a shiny topic for me. Yeah, okay, but it's <laughs> I'm interested. I'm still interested in it. Right. I think for me, sometimes it also just makes sense. But that's also because my camping background and my experience, this sort of stuff makes sense to me because it's. Right. What I've grown up with, do you know what I mean? Okay. But for a lot yeah. of people, it's it's new information. Yeah. So, um, I think could I just preface this conversation first and foremost by saying, like, just explaining a little bit about what waterhead ratings are, because a lot of people, when you know, if they're having condensation issues in their tent, when you're looking at a waterhead rating of a tent, which on average I think is around about three thousand mil waterhead head rating. Yeah, I guess technically about thousand to fifteen hundred is waterproof. Above that. Oh, but I mean, uh, uh, what I'm trying to say is a lot of the tents we sell, the average sort of waterhead rating is around about 3,000 yep. mil on the standard sort of family tents. Yep. And that is essentially the fly of the tent stretched mm-hmm. stretched out with a, I believe, 10 centimetre um, pipe or something held firmly on top of it with increment measurements that they pour water in and when that taut fabric underneath that direct column of water first starts to bead, that's where they call it waterhead rating. So that means that three litres of water has to be actively sitting on top of that tent fabric in order for that tent fabric to actually then be leaking water. So Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much how yeah. it is. It's a it's a measure of um, yep. pressure of water. So mm-hmm. uh, there's also other elements about expo- length of exposure to water and we're mm-hmm. actually going to try and doing a future episode yeah. on that to help people understand it. But, yeah, it is basically a measure of like, you know, soft rain hitting a fly mm-hmm. versus really heavy wind-driven rain hitting a fly. Mm-hmm. That's going to make a difference to how much it performs. Yeah. But if you've got a 3,000-millimeter waterhead tent on a family camping tent, mm-hmm. um, if that's leaking, then you've probably already got bigger issues than the tent leaking because the weather's going to be so bad that the tent's probably actually falling yeah. over. Yeah, so, so yeah, when people sort of call, call up and say my tent's leaking because I can see that water's sort of dripping on the inside of the fly, that's the first indication from my side of things to say actually it's it's highly unlikely to to be leaking and sounds just like condensation. Yep. Whereas if they're talking about the seams or other points there, that's a bit different. But if you're talking about just the inside of the fly, 
Yeah, well, seams and points yeah. can be quite. It's They're obvious different. it's a specific point, and there's water dripping in from a specific point that's yep. letting water through. But if it's a, a kind of sheet of um, moisture on the inside of the fly, yeah. Yeah. then it's probably condensation. Yeah. Now, this issue is more of an issue uh, on single skin tents. And yep. by single skin, we mean it has like the fly is also the inner. So the yeah. waterproof element of the tent is the, One layer. Is the fabric that you're sleeping against. Mm-hmm. Dual skin tents kind of get around it a bit because you've got this dry mesh or nylon inner and then there's a gap before the flies yeah. on the outside of that. And that's preferable because you can have a bit of condensation build up on that fly and it doesn't affect you inside the tent if the tent's pitched properly. Because one of the main reasons why condensation occurs is the the large variance in internal and external temperatures, outside and inside temperatures. So if you have that fly on or you have double layer, it sort of gives you a little buffer in between the inner and the outer where that sort of warms up a bit and it's sort of like a medium temperature. Yeah, I, guess, yeah. I never thought of it quite like that. I thought you said you didn't know anything about this. Well, I, I, that's about it. Okay, <laughs> I'm out it up now. As you go. I'm, no, I'm no, tapping no, out going. of this conversation. This is good. This is good. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess it would um, create a little bit of temperature drop between the very inside of the tent and the outside because mm. the physics – and you can't get away from the physics of condensation. You no. can't buy a tent that doesn't have condensation. Okay. It will have condensation because of the difference between the inside of the tent with one, two, in the case of a family tent, maybe four or six people sleeping inside, mm-hmm. all breathing out moist, warm air. And I think mm-hmm. the average person can breathe that anywhere from like two, uh, the stat we had in front of us was 250 up to two litres of water per day just yeah. from the moisture coming out of your air. So you Which got four, is insane. It's, it's a lot, right? Yeah. It makes you think, oh, I need to drink more if I'm mm-hmm. just breathing that much out. It's not just sweat. It's what I'm breathing out. Yeah. So say you've got four people in the tent for eight hours all breathing out that much that water that air, moisture is going into the air inside the tent right mm. and it's a cold night and we should stipulate that this is an issue on cold nights usually summer warm nights you don't have the issue because okay. the difference between the inside of the tent and the outside of the tent is the same or it's actually warmer on the outside of the tent possibly yeah. issues on a cold winter night when all these people are warming up this little thing mm-hmm. sort of dome inside the tent and mm-hmm. on the outside it's much colder at that point where that warm air meets the cold outside air mm. is where that moisture in the air will condense and yep. that's where it turns into okay. condensation. And that's what people experience most of the time. And yep. there's there's a counterintuitive element to this because when you're camping on a cold night, you tend to do up all the doors and windows and vents yep. and everything on your tent because you think I'm going to trap the hot, the cold, uh, sorry, Trap the warm air warm in air the tent in, to stay yeah, warm. And you got like warmer sleeping bags and everyone's getting real, real warm. That's right. Yeah. Which I guess good, sounds good in theory, Yeah, but you're increasing the chance of condensation. So okay. you actually need to you're, let yeah, right. the only way to stop that condensation, you can't, there's no magic fabric to stop that unless mm-hmm. it's some single skin tents have kind of like a fluffy kind of inner to it that kind like of soak it up a little bit. Like a suede sort of type yeah, thing going on? They're yeah. usually like a Gore-Tex or, or one of those proprietary type materials okay. that breathe and they kind of soak it up and then it passes to the outside where it yeah, evaporates. Right. But this it's not that simple either in, okay. in that respect. But most tents just have a – they're a synthetic, right? So the water beads up and if enough water beads up, it starts to run down the inside of the tent. Mm-hmm. And if there's any points on that fly inside where it hits a pole or something, that can then turn into a drip that goes onto the drip, inner tent yeah, and right. that can okay. come inside the tent as yeah. well. So the first step is to make sure you've got your tent set up 
tautly. So mm-hmm. the fly and everything's nice and tight. So the, most of that water will run down the inside of the tent. Just onto the ground. Onto the ground on the outside. Yeah. The second thing is to, and this is the counterintuitive element, is to increase the ventilation of the tent. So you need to let cold air inside the tent mm-hmm. to allow airflow through the tent so that that warm air can escape and not turn into condensation. Okay. And that's kind of where it, it's, yeah. it's funny. You've got to pull the tent down to stop condensation. So I think so- a lot of tents will have uh, like along the floor, they'll have like a small crescent moon or half circle type window right down the floor would that that would be enough wouldn't it just to you know do you reckon or would you need a secondary point so there's active circulation or would it be enough to just unzip something like that it's certainly going to help because there's i guess hot air rises so that warm air is going to be coming to the top of the tent so if you've got something down low open and something up high open then you're kind of allowing the airflow to come in and Mm -hmm. and move that warm air out of the tent or that moist air out of the tent so one vent's better than none, but I would say probably a vent in the top's a, a better solution, which yeah. is why most tents, especially hiking tents and stuff, will have a little vent in the top to allow that to escape. Mm. Same with gazebos and that sort of thing. They've all got vents in the top to allow that hot air to escape. Okay. Um, so you, you need need to do that to get that moisture out. Now, my, most people might say, no, no, I'll just deal with the moisture in the tent and I'll zip it all up. But then what you're then creating is a moist environment inside the tent, right? Yeah. And a moist environment is a cold environment. Yeah. So you're actually better off having a dry but slightly cooler environment inside the tents mm-hmm. and using nice warm sleeping gear. So you're going to have cool air against your face. But the rest of I like going that to be warm, though. So. Sometimes I, I, I find like I sleep right? a lot better when the air is crisper and colder for sure. Yeah, there's nothing mm. quite like waking up in the morning to crisp yeah. I like it when you – I'm quite a fan of not even sleeping in a tent. Yeah. And I quite look forward to that moment in the morning when you wake up and you're warm inside and you've got that – your nose is a little bit little, yeah, little me bit cold too. and that cool air against your face. I really yeah. I really like that. Me too. Um, my wife, on the other hand, will, not a fan. if she okay. was out doing that, she'd be inside her sleeping bag like because she just likes to be warm. So Yeah. Um, but not not everyone likes that. But your, your best – getting that moisture to escape the tent, that okay. warm air to escape the tent and stay warm inside your, your sleeping bag and mm. have good good gear to, to sleep in. So yeah. that's a better solution. Okay. Uh, what else can we cover off? Um, I'm just thinking it, you, condensation will still happen. So if you're setting up your tent and taking it down and it's cold environment, then you probably still going to get condensation even if you've got ventilation. So you need to then be wary about when you pack your tent up, that fly is there. going to be moist. So yeah, it right. might be best to pack that fly separately uh, and your inner separately so the inner stays dry. So when you set it up again that night, mm-hmm. you've got your dry inner and then you can put the fly over after yeah. so the moisture is not on the inner tent because if the inner tent gets wet, then that's right against where you're sleeping. So you want to try and keep that moisture away from where you're sleeping. Mm. Um, well, you mentioned before about how if um, the the premise is that ultimately and ideally you want the condensation to be able to sort of run down the fly and onto the ground and if it's like touching your tent poles or any point of your inner, that's going to wick through. Yep. So setting up your tent fly properly, making sure it's all tensioned well and it's all like smooth and there's no sag points and things like that is important and a lot of – uh, I think feedback from customers as well is that most people don't actually fully set their tent up with all guy rope points and stuff 
pegged out Mm -hmm. because, you know, maybe if it's not windy or the weather's not as great, they think, I mean, the weather's sort of fine. They're like, oh, I'll just peg out in my minimal four corner bits and whatever. And that's fine. But a lot of tents actually do have additional guy rope points. So Mm -hmm. that making sure all of those are properly pegged out and your fly being really well tensioned. Yeah. Yeah, um, good, is really important. Absolutely. A good quality tent is designed with all of that considered. Yep. There are some tents that are probably designed more for two, maybe three season use, but probably more two season use mm-hmm. that with um so, so it's for, for warmer environments, yep. I suppose. And they're not really designed for really cold or really wet environments. And the tent outer sometimes doesn't quite separate from the inner okay. as much as it should. And that can create a few hassles on really cold nights. Um, but a good quality, particularly when you come down to hiking tents like we've got in front of us here, they they are designed with that supposed to have that gap between the inner and the outer. Yeah. And like you say, all of those peg, peg points, points, which I think we're all guilty of just shortcutting oh, and leaving definitely. a few out at yep. any given time. But if it is a really cold night, mm-hmm. then pegging that and just checking the tent and making sure that the fly isn't touching the inner yep. is going to help you on those cold mm. nights. And some tents, like I know, um, for example, you're talking about single skin, Austent RV RX series, they're single skin. Yeah. And um, a lot, there's like in my experience, there's a lot of feedback from customers thinking, oh, you know, they're leaking, they're leaking, but they're definitely not like those sort of tents that tend to be a bit more notorious for condensation issues because they are single skin. And that's why you can buy as an optional accessory things like flies. And yep. for majority of people, but like having that additional fly in your kit for times when condensation is an issue makes all the difference. Yeah, I can talk from experience here too. Okay. And I, when I got my Oz tent, the first thing I did was camp out on a cold night without a fly because I wanted to see what happened. Yeah. And a single skin. So, surely enough, I, got, I, I think I even zipped up all the vents and everything. My family's just got to deal with my yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in field tests here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and sure enough, uh, this, the water stayed still during the night, but as soon as you start moving around in the morning, it starts dripping down and it hits the bar across the back and it was dripping, dripping. on our head. So there's yeah. water inside the tent. Yeah. There was definitely condensation. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember if I did an in-between test with vents open and then put a fly on, but the difference between uh, the tent, single-skin tent RV, which can be applied to any any tent, Yep. All zipped up, four people inside sleeping overnight is wet inside the next morning mm, versus okay. putting a fly mm. over the top. And for the Oz tent RV, it's not even a fly that covers the entire tent. It's, it's just a, yeah. a cap over the top to try and reduce, like we mentioned before, the differential between the outer temperature and the inner. Yep. That made a huge difference. There was it didn't reduce all the condensation inside the tent. If you woke up in the morning and wiped your hand on the fabric inside, you'd get a wet hand. You still hand. get a wet hand. But yeah. It wasn't so much that it was dripping down the yeah. tent. It was just a little bit of moisture. And these are on particularly cold nights. It yeah. was in a I think we were camped in a marine sort of spot, so near the near the mm-hmm. ocean. But it made a huge difference. So yeah. or, or the fly just stays attached to my host tent RV now. So um, that's awesome. If, if it's a single skin tent, then the best thing you can do is add a fly to it. Yeah. If you've got a single skin tent, you don't have a fly, then I guess you can try and get around it by maybe putting a tarp over the yeah, top or true. something like yeah. that just to try and reduce that differential. But yeah. you can't – the bottom line is you can't get away from condensation in yeah. a tent. That It's physics. Yeah. <laughs> we can't defy the laws of physics. That's right. The moisture is going to build up in a, in a moist environment because the water – moisture in your breath, warm tent, Cold on the outside is going to condense at that point where that changes. You can't get away can't from get that. Can't get away, yeah. It's, yeah just, it, is, it is what it is. So it's learning how to manage that to reduce yep. its impact on 
your trip and Absolutely. how happy it makes you. I, I um, We've got just a chucks in front of us here, but a mm. chucks or a microfiber towel is a great thing to have so you can just give it a quick wipe yeah. each, each morning before you move around too much inside the tent. Just wipe anything inside um, to get rid of the moisture. Yeah. But- you know, it's you just got to. It's it's part of having a single skin tent. There are some benefits to a single skin tent. Well, there's a lot of benefits really in that it's much quicker to set up. Mm-hmm. Um, the Austin RV is really simple to set up. It's, it's a heavy yeah. tent, but it's really simple to set up. Um, from a hiking tent point of view, they're lighter weight because you haven't got that dual layer of fabric. So there's a lot of benefits, mm. but there's always some caveats that come with that. And yeah. in, in the instance of a single skin tent, is condensation. I think the other thing about the single skin tents, they tend to be the canvas more the canvas options like the Dutchie Tura tents and things like that, which I love. They're such an underrated tent, I reckon. Yeah, that just single so uphold. I yeah. know they're amazing. But um is that the canvas breathes being like that natural cotton, whatever, as soon as the sun gets on it though, it's warms up and mm-hmm. it will sort of dry out quite right. quickly and it's not as much of a big deal. But I think some of the more synthetic base tents possibly will take a little bit longer into the day. Yeah. To sort of evaporate all of that out yeah. properly. Yeah. Um, Got to make sure you've got the vents open to, to try and give yeah. that moisture somewhere to escape. Yeah. Yeah, the canvas does breathe better. And this would touch on um, on the old style canvas too where you used to we talk about dripping oh, yeah. leaks where canvas before going back before the coatings were applied to it, like the canvas that are used on a lot of the tents we have nowadays have a some sort of a coating, usually a polyurethane yeah. coating or something on the inside, one or two coatings. Yeah. And that's what ideally creates that waterproof barrier, but it yeah. also reduces breathability. So the yeah. canvas we have nowadays is more breathable, um, uh, sorry, more waterproof but not as, as breathable, breathable as an old canvas which didn't have that coating. And the old canvas used to say waterproof, but if you touched it, it, it kind of you create yeah, this yeah. leak point because it doesn't have that barrier. So we don't yeah. really have that nowadays. And I tried to clarify with a few sort of experts around um, PU coated fabrics. If you touch it, will it leak? And sort mm. of length of exposure of those fabrics um, to water versus will it eventually leak through? Where I'm still pulling information together on that, yeah. and we'll talk a bit more about it um, when we go into waterhead ratings. I think, but as a general rule, PU coated fabrics, if you touch the inside, don't leak. Yeah. From rain on the outside, yeah, could be a different story if you've been caught out in heavy rain for a week mm-hmm. because eventually it does wet out. But yeah. if it's just been an, a rain overnight and you've touched the tent, you think, "Oh, I touched it now; it's leaking." Once again, it's probably condensation, yeah. not because you've touched the tent. Yeah. yeah, I think also on this as well, a lot of people will call up and be like, "Oh, will this stretcher fit inside this tent, or will my mattress, this mattress, fit inside this tent, whatever?" Um, and I think really importantly is making sure that your stretcher or your mattress or the things that you have inside your tent aren't creating pressure on the tent inner, which is pushing it into the fly um, because that creates wicking points and things like that. So a lot of people like, oh, yeah, I'll jam my stretcher in and if it's pushing on the inner, that's fine. At least it fits, you know, whatever. But it it, that can often create that wicking point. It can do, yeah. Yeah. Also create if you've got that thin layer of sort of, moisture on the inside if you've got something pushing against it that can then create a point that starts a drip so yeah yeah, don't have your gear against the edge and we talk about moisture coming out of your breath overnight don't Mm. store wet gear inside the tent either because of course if you've got your wet boots or a wet towel or something inside the tent you're creating a moist environment that's slowly evaporating that moisture is also going to the air inside the tent and it's just creating more moisture that's Mm got to go somewhere Somewhere. which is usually the inside of your fly sheet so yeah okay that's also a really good point. Have I 
lightened up the subject of condensation for you. Yeah, I think it, you actually, I, think yeah, I, I, didn't think I you got much, into it. You did, yeah. <laughs> I did get into it. I wasn't <laughs> expecting to. Um, but, yeah, no, I definitely, definitely got into it. And I think I, I knew more about it than I thought I did. <laughs> Surprised yourself. Surprised myself. I think the bottom line is you can't get away from it, but you, you can you can mitigate or manage or minimise the impact yep. the condensation will have. So yeah, yeah, we have got a blog article on this that that I, you wrote. I wrote. I think I already mentioned that, but <laughs> um, I'll mention it again. And we should double check to make sure everything we've said here now lines up with, with what's the in blog the article post, because absolutely. we do update things as we go and we get more information. And I think we will definitely. Have more information on waterheads and those sort of things in the future because it's a, yeah. it is a confusing thing around. We've had, I think, we've had a couple it's, of requests on it as well to talk have, more about waterhead ratings. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. it's and not a black like and white science, is it? There's a few. You've got this, but you just need to consider these things, and your tent's not always leaking just because there's moisture on the inside. But yep. check out the article. We'll put it in the show notes yep. um, under this episode. Uh, if you want to, if you've got any feedback or any questions on condensation, jump on our Facebook group, uh, the Snowy's Camping Show Facebook group. Um, Laura and I will be on there as much as we can to yep. answer your questions, give you feedback. If we can't answer it, we'll see if we can find an expert who can. Uh, what else have we got? Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Wherever you listen. Li- and, and, and also and your, your podcast, podcast, wherever you listen to podcast. Aggregator. You don't like Aggr- me using that word, I hate that you? word, mate. Pod- wherever Just- you listen to your podcasts. <laughs> Um, uh, and uh, snowies.com.au as well for all of your camping needs. And I think that's about it. Oh, yeah. No, nope, that's, yes, that's it. <laughs> I had a thought in my brain, but it wasn't relevant. Uh, we'll Sorry, ask folks. one question though. What's your favourite thing about cold weather camping? Because I don't like it, but I want to know what you like I about love cold it. weather camping. Are you with me or are you with Ben? See you guys. See ya. See ya.